Hello, hello. What welcome, up, though? Welcome, welcome. What up, though? Blazing Soul Podcast back again every Wednesday here to um, highlight and feature role models and good citizens and business entrepreneurs and community leaders, uh, those who are making a difference in our community. Uh, this week is, uh, I guess this is like an anniversary because uh, we started the sports edition, so to speak, of the podcast a year ago. Anniversary. Uh, we got uh, a very educated gentleman who is a mm-hmm. sports psychologist to come on and uh, talk about his predictions, talk about analysis, kind of go through that. So this is like the man's um, Blaze Your Soul podcast. Yes, she it is. Asked, she asked me whether or not she had to do <laughs> well, can I just do something else while you're doing that? That's wrong. If we in, in for a penny, in for a pound. If we doing this, we doing yes. this. So, I you know, did. I'll I be said, sitting there. Do I have to be on there too? When they have their women empowerment <laughs> sessions, I sit there. You do sit there and I'm, watch us I'm cry. Right there. Y'all be teary-eyed and all that. So I'm still okay, there. Okay, fine. So, I give it to you. Okay. I so, you. yes. So um, this is our sports mm-hmm. edition. Um, we have, actually have two guests tonight that we will uh, get their opinions and uh, analyze, you know, what's going on, um, mm-hmm. more specifically the NBA playoffs. But all sports in general. Um, I'm quite sure we'll touch on a few things of the NFL and go through, you know, what's going on in the sports world, check in on Tiger, that type of thing. Um, I will start out by bringing in Dr. Lennox Forrest, sports psychologist. All right. Welcome back, Dr. Forrest. Hello. How are we doing? We are doing great, aren't we? Yes. I have to say, (laughs) for full disclosure, I will have to say that, number one, Everybody asks me, you always have on the, the uh, PhD guy. It's because he has so much, so many different specialties yes. that he's knowledgeable of. It's a very good guest. But I will say, full disclosure, he is also one of my clients at my marketing agency. So there, full disclosure. Full for, disclosure. Any, for anybody wondering, <laughs> um, he has a Patron page coming out very soon as well. Check yes. that out. But um, let me get to the topics at hand. First of all, Tell people what you do, Dr. Forrest. I'm a clinical psychologist. So a lot of my work entails counseling people in my office who are struggling with all kinds of issues, whether it's uh, anxiety, depression, PTSD, mental health issues, people who are struggling in relationships. I also do a lot of psychological testing. Uh, family members, the courts might want to find out what someone's intellectual capacity What's their personality like? What's happening with this individual? What's their propensity in terms of criminal behavior? All of that. So uh, I do psychological assessments. I do a whole lot. Let's let's quickly delve into your uh, sports psychologist background. Okay. Uh, I've been doing sports psychology now for about uh, 15 years. And I've been very fortunate to uh, work with some teams in the NBA, uh, professional teams in baseball, professional teams in football. And also I work with uh, elite athletes, especially uh, boxers who might be 
looking to get themselves mentally ready for a championship fight, uh, things like that. So the sports end of things is something that I've been interested in for a long time. I've played sports myself throughout the years. Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed it. And uh, I've been around some some renowned athletes. Now, everything is picking back up a little bit as far as uh, the pandemic is concerned. Um, we seen last night that uh, there were a lot more uh, fans that were able to attend than previous. Um, and they said they will continue to open that back up um, as they see fit gradually. Um, yes. Now, for, from a fan's perspective, it's great because, you know, when you want to pay your ticket and go see your favorite athlete, you're able to do so. Um, from a, a athlete standpoint, does that affect them and their play? Of course it does. Uh, athletes thrive on many, many different things. And certainly when you have people cheering for you, mm -hmm. you have people saying your name, right. it can really motivate a player. Yes. And a lot of these athletes, they're, they're dedicated to their craft. So having others cheer you on, they always talk about the six man in the NBA or football or whatever, but that six man is really the fan because the fan contributes a lot of motivation to an athlete. You have what's called intrinsic motivation where the motivation comes from within that person. But then you also have what's called extrinsic motivation. And that's what fans do. They give the athlete that extrinsic motivation. When you hear 50,000 fans calling your name, saying certain things, you can hear that. And that's the motivator for you to give that extra. Because a lot of these players, they really get up for their game when it comes to the fans because the fans really, really make a difference. So with the fans coming back now, that will bring an uptick to a athlete's performance. It certainly, certainly helps. And just like when you hear athletes being booed mm. for a lot of athletes, that really affects them psychologically. So the fans coming back to watch, to critique, to praise, to demoralize, whatever. Mm -hmm. Certainly it's a factor. Okay, okay. So um, we really wanna delve into and get your analysis on uh, these NBA playoffs. Um, but before I do that, have you, get, have you heard any updates on Tiger? I know that um, the Otis um, golfer won uh, the tournament this, this weekend and it, kind of harkened me back to Tiger, but have you heard any updates on him thus far? The, the only thing that I've heard is that uh, he's working out. Uh, he's got a very sophisticated gym <laughs> on his compound, okay? So we know that Tiger is an athlete that takes the game of golf very seriously. Sure. And in the sense that he takes it seriously physically, because he works out, but also if anyone knows much about the game of golf, it's also a mental game. Mm -hmm. So I'm confident that he's working on both areas 
concerning that. Uh, we don't know if Tiger's going to come back. It all depends. It's contingent on many variables, but I think the most significant variable is if he wants to. And if he wants to, he will be back. And know that if he comes back, he will come back knowing that he can still perform at optimal levels. Okay, it's like uh, Usain Bolt. He's retired, mm -hmm. but he's a phenomenal athlete. Mm -hmm. If he was in the Olympics this year, many people would be very confident that he could still win. Right. But you always have to give an athlete accolades when they can walk away from the game at the top mm -hmm. and know that their performance has not diminished at all. It says a lot about an athlete because we know a lot of athletes who can't step away because they enjoy the limelight, they enjoy the glory, they enjoy the money, but yet their skills have been diminished, but they still want to compete. So I believe if Tiger Woods wants to come back, he can come back. Okay. okay. Yes. All right. Let's delve into these playoffs. I think I got a pretty decent record against you, but – I wanted to get another uh, uh, analysis going. Uh, a friend of mine from college actually does a sports podcast. So mm -hmm. we'd love to get him in here so he, we can get his takes as well. So let's bring in James Lindsay. All right. James. Hey, how's it going, family? Hey, James. what's going on, man? Right. Hey. hey, how's it going, Doc? Good. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, brother. Definitely. Yes. Definitely nice to meet you. Uh, this is a young gentleman who, first of all, has been immersed in basketball since he could walk. Um, you know, high school legend, a guy I've played with many times. Um, and now he's ventured out with his nephew to start a, uh, a sports podcast out of Detroit, Michigan. And the name of the sports cast is, uh, is it What Up Those Sports? What Up Those Sports. Yes, sir. All right. Why don't you Very tell good. That. What hey, I see, she don't understand the significance <laughs> of Detroit, Is Michigan. What up, though? She don't know about that. You know yeah, I, I would say, I mean, but, you know, they, they say it in a lot of places. But the first place I heard somebody say, what up, though, and uh, the, the, the city they were from was Detroit. No doubt. No doubt. We wrapped that, no doubt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, but tell everybody a little bit about your podcast. Man. Uh, basically, our podcast is uh, – all about uh the, the the youth you know my nephew's about 25 26 mm -hmm. um you know so that that age group you know when we were the age we thought we knew everything especially <laughs> when it came to sports so you know it's, uh, and, and, and guys my age group myself and marcelo you know uh you know we again we've been through hell and back playing yeah. ball you know so you can't tell us nothing about sports we still got our view <laughs> so that being said it's the combination of the two man and, and it's really uh been a great combination, and uh, we just finished our first season. Uh, again, we are uh, What Up Those Sports. We're on uh, Ready Set TV is the channel on YouTube. Uh, we finished our first full season up uh, probably about a month ago, took a break. Uh, and uh, now we're coming back. Uh, actually, tonight, after we finish this, this evening, a little later tonight, we'll be recording uh, uh, episode two of season two. Nice. Very good. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, just, you know, again, man, the love of sports, man, goes uh, uh, hand in hand. 
with, with, with a guy like me, man. So uh, this same thing that, that, that I'm loving to do on our podcast is the same thing that we did back when we were in college. We set up and argued about sports <laughs> all night. If this would have been a, a, an availability back then, we could have definitely been making money <laughs> 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Because to this day, you won't give Dave Rob his props that he deserved. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to I'm telling you, you still only one of about three people that I know worldwide that still give Dave Rob all that love. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that was like, I can't diss him, but come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. All right. So, and let me tell you something. I take this, this these picks very seriously. Okay, I will bring you back on this podcast and I will get at you um, depending on your picks. So this is this is real. This ain't you know, don't think that I'm just buying time here. I will call you out on your picks. Um, so uh, take that in mind when you guys are, are determining who you think are going to come on top in each individual individual series. Uh, but before that, let me ask you, Jokic or Chris Paul? I don't really want to say Steph Curry. Out of those three, who gets the MVP? Or who should get the MVP? Who's going to the playoffs? Everyone. You guys hear me? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, would you so like to go first, James? Can you hear us, James? Oh, oh James' internet is messing up. All right, so I guess you will go first, Dr. Lennox. So Jokic <laughs> of uh, uh, Utah, yeah, Utah, um, Steph Curry or uh, Chris Paul? That's there a real good question. Uh, looks like James is back. Yes, you back, James? Sorry about that, guys. I was wondering who that was. I guess it was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Dr. Forrest. Yeah. Well, you know, those are three really, really good players. And we could make a case for all three of them. Okay? We can make a case for Curry, Jokic, and Chris Paul. So it's it's difficult to say who's going to get it, but if I would probably make a pick, I believe that Jokic will get it. And here's my rationale. He's done a lot for the team. Uh, the team is performing at a very high level. Okay. Steph Curry, he's been consistently brilliant. But the fact that he's received it already, I think they will bypass his prolific season. And I think with uh, Chris Paul, very close. He's never won it. But a good pick. But I think overall, they will probably go with Yoki. I agree that um, they will go with Jokic. James, what is your uh, thought process? Jokic, Stephen Curry, or Chris Paul? Who deserves the MVP? Uh, I, uh, as far as deserves the MVP to me, uh, I would say Chris Paul deserves it. Yes. Uh, just because he's been that type of leader everywhere he's been. Uh, 
even though people were hype on Phoenix last year, uh, you know, I thought they would be an up-and-coming team, but for them to be the team they were this year, uh, again, man, winning follows Chris Paul. Uh, it follows him. You know, uh, again, I, uh, we spoke about on my on my show uh, a couple weeks back, uh, Chris Paul to me is the best little guard. Actually, I'm sorry, the best point guard, pure point guard since Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me so much of Zeke. Um, and with that being said, man, I think he deserves it just for the level that he has brought that team. Uh, they haven't been to this level type of team since Charles Barkley was there. Uh, and and they were a good team with uh, Steve Nash. But they, they weren't this good of a team. And to me, they got a, a lot of young boys still right now. These guys are still learning how to be winners. Uh, so uh, I think he deserves it. I think Jokic will. Uh, he deserves it as well. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I think he will win it. I think, I think he will win it. His numbers are crazy. Uh, I think he will win it, and I couldn't be mad at him winning it. But if I was giving out the MVP, I would give it to Chris Paul. Uh, I just, I just think the the level. Uh, again, we knew, um, you know, we knew that he was a leader. Uh, but he went to this young team, and basically taught them to be winners. Uh, the expectation level is championship, like right now, and to me that 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 says it all. Yeah, when um, when the season first started, um, before they got Chris Paul, Phoenix to me was a borderline playoff team. So with, with Golden State Warriors coming back, if Clay would have been healthy, they would have been bumped to that eight, nine, ten spot. They would have had to play their way in uh, to go from that to you know, second in the West is insane, especially how tough the West is. So I think Jokic will get it because he was on one of the better teams, number one, and then number two, he just put up some monstrous stats. But I think Chris Paul's stats don't belie what he does and what he is for that team. So I, I agree with who's going to get picked, but I, I think Chris Paul did deserve it. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, first round. We, we already got a taste of the first round. Go and give me a kiss. Okay. Um, all right, first round. So Boston and New Jersey. New Jersey is up two. What do you think? What do you think will happen? Is it a sweep? Boston is a decent team. Dr. Forrest, what do you think? Boston versus uh, New Jersey. Uh, Boston versus, versus New Jersey. I believe that will most likely be a sweep. I would be surprised if it's not. Possibly Boston may take one game. But you're looking at a team in terms of Brooklyn Nets. They have significant players. Yes. Okay? You can count them off right now. Four, five, six really good players. Right, right. In terms of Boston, they're growing. Yes. Okay. They've got a a really good player in Tatum. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I would say about Tatum is, yes, he's a great player, but he hasn't been seasoned enough. Right. And what I mean by that is experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's lacking with Boston. They've got some really good players. But the Nets, they have some superstars. Yes. Okay, yeah. so I believe that that series will be four games, 
maybe five, but I highly doubt it. What do you think, Jay? Uh, I definitely got Jersey popping, popping uh, Boston. Uh, I think it'll be a lot uh, closer series if Brown wasn't hurt. Right. Uh, I think they're definitely a different team on both sides of the ball with Brown playing. Um, do, you but, think uh, be, do you think it would be competitive with Brown there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's what I think would make it competitive. But I, I think they're going to uh, get swept, actually. Um, don't know Don't know if Tatum's going to come back from getting poked in the eye. I'm not sure. Uh, if he does, you, you're really only focusing on stopping one guy. Uh, Smart has game. Smart still puts up numbers, but smart balling is a 20-point game, right. you know, not a 40-point game, man. That's what they need. They need somebody to give them 40 at the same clip while Tatum's giving them 40 to be able to match the scoring output of the Nets. Right. So uh, without that, it's a wrap. Do you consider Tatum a superstar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? See, oh, I don't yeah. think he's there yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> superstar? No. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you could you could you could you could take Tatum and put switch him with a couple of teams and it's championship off the rip to me. Put switch him with switch him at Denver with the young fella, uh, Michael Carter, uh, my, uh, Junior. Yeah, but Michael Carter Junior ain't really a dog like that. But what I'm saying is, to me, what makes him a superstar is you switch him to Denver. I think Denver might win a championship for strength. Yeah, so, but so, so, a, so to me, you're getting an all-star for a really good player. So that ain't happening. To me, it would be like, it would be like, can you take Tatum and uh, switch him with Paul George, and they want yeah. a chip? Yeah. yeah, but but no, 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 not really because they're not winning the chip anyway. Yeah, I'm just but, saying, you, if you put, if you take a super, if you take an all-star away from a team, okay. and put Tatum there, yeah. will he elevate that team to a championship? See, you can take a good player away and put Tatum there. That's a plus. But if you do all-star for all-star, I can't see him making the difference to any contenders right now. Yeah. You see, with with, with Tatum, Tatum has skill. Yeah. Right. Okay, he's got skill. Yeah. But his mental game and leadership has to rise up to a certain level. He's not there yet. If, yeah, if, if you look at him when he was walking off the court when he got hurt, mm-hmm. to me, I just said, based on the body language, the posture, he's, he's finished. Back. He's yep. finished. He's checked yep. out. Yep. And that's yep. their best player. Right, right. Right. Most, but, most players would have been fighting to get back in the game. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I agree with you, Doc. I agree with you. Yeah. So you look at all of those kind of salient variables, but I wouldn't put him on the platform of a superstar, but he has the potential to get there, but he's not there yet in my, in my opinion. So is Paul George a superstar in you guys' opinion? Not to me. Okay. Well then I, okay. I agree with you then. If you don't think Paul George is a a superstar. Okay. Super to me, there's only roughly probably five or so superstars in the league. I mean, you're looking at KD, you're looking at, to me, AD ain't really a superstar to me. He's an all-star, a really good player, but he's not a superstar. I've never seen KD say, everybody get out the way and give me the ball. I don't see that in AD. So to me, that's your superstar is that what y'all need at any given time, 
he sees that and steps up to the plate, whether it's passing, scoring. If we need a bucket, he wants the ball. To, you know, Russell Westbrook, who hasn't had much success as a team, I think he's a superstar, okay? But he hasn't won anything. AD has won, but he's not a superstar. Okay. Yeah, LeBron, Russ, KD, Steph, then it get real tight. Then it get real tight. I don't, to Yo, me, you, think Jokic, you think Jokic is a superstar? Nah, Jokic, you got do it for a while. What about Luka? Nah, do it for a while. Okay, okay. I've seen guys, I got, I got I've seen guys have three or Enough three time. Years. You need more time. You need more give time. me show. Do that in, in year in year eight, nine, you still putting up numbers like that? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. What what what's a good barometer for a superstar is how they perform on a consistent basis yeah. year after year after year. Yes. So yeah. to give someone a mantle of a superstar two or three years, yeah, I don't think it works like that in my opinion. No, no. Okay, no, I, you, I definitely understand, and I can respect the longevity aspect of it for sure. Yes. Yeah, you, you, have sure. To be up, you have to be otherworldly to be considered a superstar in your first three years. Like Bron, Bron, there was a good, there was a good argument for him being a superstar Shaq. because of what Shaq. he was doing. Shaq. Shaq. Another one, Shaq. Kobe. The, the stuff that he was doing was never seen before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way he dominated games. So That's right. in that in that way, I can see that. Right. Uh, what do we got next? We got Philly and Washington, right? Now I'm gonna tell you the truth. <laughs> I I thought Washington was gonna give them a little bit more because they have the best backcourt in the league, flat out. Without a doubt in my mind. So I thought that they were going to do more than they were. Uh, but what's you guys' take on that series and where it's going to go? James, tell me what you think. Uh, I, I got I got them uh, getting swept. Do you? For sure. Um, they just don't have enough, even with that powerful backcourt. They, they don't have enough to match up. Uh, yeah, they basically don't, just don't have enough. You know, they'll – be able to stay in games, but four quarters, a tough, tight game, you know, um, they may be able to squeak out one, but I don't even see any of these games being tough, tight games. I just don't think they have enough. Mm. All right, okay. What about you, Dr. Ford? I would agree with James. This is going to go four, maybe five. Okay? Four, maybe five. This is a potential where there could be a sweep. True. Philadelphia is a sound team. Yes. Okay. They have a couple dominant players. Yes. Uh, Washington, you know who the two players are. Mm -hmm. We know how Westbrook plays. We know his mindset coming into a game you know that he's going to bring it. Right. But it's going to take much more than those two. So they're outmatched. They're outclassed. Four or five. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think they're going to lose. I do think that all it takes is for one of them to get really hot and they can pull one out. So I'm going to say 4-1. I think they're going to win one. You know, I mean, 
Russ has a habit uh, for all his faults. He has, (coughs) excuse me, he has a habit of exerting his will or enforcing his will onto the opposing team at times. And I think that's going to come into play at least one of these games. All right. Who do we have left? What's next on the agenda? Do we go to the West? Have we finished the East? Yes, we finished the East. Yes. The West. Uh, Clippers and Dallas. Who would have thought that Clippers would be down two to Dallas? Dr. Forrest, what do you think about this series with Luka just dominating this this series against a higher-seeded team? Well, first of all, I didn't know that the Clippers are down two. Okay? I haven't been. Uh, unfortunately, I've been uh, putting in some long hours, so I've been catching up uh, with everything. But when Dallas won the first game, mm-hmm. I said, the Clippers are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now now that they've won two, and, they're and really Luka in Dock, trouble. And Luka Dockett had 39 points, so they haven't right. stopped him as of yet. Right. So they're really in trouble now if they're down two. Yes. And Luke, he can flat out play. Yes. Okay. And a European player with that type of bravada and that type of finishing skills, mm-hmm. he's dangerous. The Clippers are a good team, but they're missing a lot. It's like their mental game isn't there. They have the skill, but one thing that I, I loved about Muhammad Ali, he said, you've got to have the skill, but the will is more important than the skill. Mm-hmm. Okay? So right now, the Clippers don't have the will mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. Kawhi and Paul, great players. But one of the things about George especially is that, to me, that consistency isn't always there. Mm. Okay? He can take control over a game, but sometimes that consistency for him to play at a superlative level is not there. So in some ways, it's like the two of them don't always complement each other. Right. So the fact that they're down two, and I haven't seen any of that game at all, but that's that's problematic for, for the Clippers. So it looks like they're going to go down. Okay. Okay. James, what's your thoughts? I agree. I think they're definitely going to go down as well. I think they're going to go down swinging. Uh, I think the Clippers might get a couple of games in. So, I, I you know, uh, I can see 4-2. Uh, and I'll say that because – um, I think once they let Dallas get that second win, uh, once they went up 2-0, uh, that's too much confidence to give a young team like Dallas. Um, right now, Porzingis is healthy. Uh, I've always thought Porzingis was a, a hell of a player, mm-hmm. uh, especially when healthy. He was going to make any team a tougher team. Uh, he can play with his back to the basket. He can shoot the three. He can make plays for others. Uh, you add a, a seven three guy, seven three seven four like that with a Luca. 
with a Tim Hardaway Jr. that's balling, man, that they just got right now, confidence is everything in the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Clippers uh, wanted to see Dallas. They're seeing them right now. And, and they're, down, they're down 0-2. You know, uh, a lot of people felt that they uh, lost a couple games purposely so they didn't have to play L.A. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. in the locker room. I don't know. But uh, I can't say uh, if they did that, that, it looked like it was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, it's taking L.A. a minute to, to wake up. So, uh, you know, you never know, man. Uh, I think you should always play the best that you, uh, that you can leading into the playoffs. Uh, I've always felt that way. Um, uh, extra couple of games, hopefully it won't be something that's going to end up getting my guys hurt. But you can't play to play not to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to play the game just like we're supposed to be playing the game to win. And with that being said, the the reason they – I mean, they set their starters for some games, like they wanted to play Dallas. Again, I wasn't there. But but the optics say one thing, and it's led to a butt whooping right now. And I think that's what's going to happen at the end of the series. I I got them losing 4-2. I You know, like you said, I don't know for sure if they did tank purposely to play them, but if they did, that's that was the start of a downfall from a mindset perspective. No question. Like, we don't, we don't want to play these guys, so we will rest so we can play these guys. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest mindset from the beginning. So if they did do that, that could have been the beginning of the demise that you're seeing now. Because mindset is everything, especially going into the playoffs. Right. Um, I do think that just off the strength of talent alone, I mean, their bench, they got a lot of guys on their team. So just on the strength of skill set and talent, I believe they'll win too. Uh, but I don't think it'll ever be really a doubt or in question who's going to win that series. It'll probably be 3-1. They'll probably win one to make it 3-2. And then it's over after that. So I don't yeah. think that. Um, and I, I don't, to be honest, with all of the star power they have, I don't see Dallas scared of these guys at all. At not all? Even, not Just not the stars and um, Porzingis and Luca, but also in the role players. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just the guys coming off Tim Hardaway Jr. He is fearless against these guys. He thinks these guys are soft. So that mindset is going to go a long way into beating uh, the Clippers. And plus, that will be such a huge upset that they want to they want to take part in that, especially because the Clippers knocked them out last year. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I do think that that I think that's that's going to be wrapped up. Now, a interesting one uh, would be the Lakers and Phoenix. That is a very interesting game, I think. Um, what do you guys think of that matchup, uh, Doctor Forrest? Go ahead. This is a good series, okay? I haven't seen any games yet, but but the series is tied 1-1. Yes. As long as LeBron is healthy, I believe that the Lakers will take the Suns. Okay? Now, that, that that's a bold prediction because I think the Suns finished number two. Yeah. Right. So they didn't win those games. They didn't come out number two by chance. Right. They can play. Yes, yes. Okay, they can flat out play. Mm-hmm. And they've got some young players who are flexible, who are agile. 
So they're competent. But I'm going with the Lakers, not just because of LeBron, just looking at them overall, Mm -hmm. their mindset, their experience, the fact that they're defending champions. Mm -hmm. That says something. Sure. Okay. I've been fortunate to see LeBron at at a practice, Mm a few practices. I've seen him play. I know this person in the sense of his ability as an athlete. He's the first one to come out on that practice field, on that court. And he's the last one on many occasions to leave. He's dedicated to his craft. He knows what he needs to do to get the other players playing at a very high level. And he's a man who wants to win. Flat out, that's his focus, okay? When it comes to taking care of himself, physically especially, there's no limit for LeBron, absolutely no limit. It's gonna be a great series, but I do believe that the Lakers will take it. What do you think, uh, Mr. Lanzi? I agree with the doc. Uh, definitely got the Lakers winning. I had the Lakers winning before Chris Paul uh, had the little injury. Um, and uh, I definitely got him after it because uh, I, I, I don't know where he's going to be uh, with that injury. Um, uh, like I said, I definitely uh, appreciate Phoenix and, and the team they are, the young team they are. But, uh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I got the Lakers coming out the West. So I get, definitely got them beating these guys. Uh, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. I, I was going to say that I didn't even know that Chris Paul was injured. Yeah, yeah. Right. He is trying to play through. He got a stinger on his shoulder, but he's playing yeah. through it, though. Yeah, okay. he's trying to play through it. Like I said, uh, last game, he, 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 in comparison to Tatum, he was arguing with the staff and the coaches to, to let me that. in the game, well, which that, that says any something. baller, any baller playing the NBA where That's I grew it. up watching would be doing that same thing. Right. We're not okay right. with not being able to play, no. especially no. especially in the playoffs. Right. So, right. so yeah, so that, definitely. That, yeah. So that yeah. gives you a window into his mindset, his, exactly. his motivation. Exactly. Okay, exactly. don't don't take me out unless my leg is broken. I want to right. be in there. Right, unless I'm harming my team That's for right. being out here. Other yeah. than that, you know, my leadership capabilities can help get us over the hump, you know. Absolutely. So that's his viewpoint. That's why I have so much respect for Chris Paul. But uh, like I said, I think the Lakers are really just going to be going through these first couple of rounds, uh, getting back used to playing with each other, jailing as a team, and then those couple of additions jailing, and as, as well as uh, the coach – seeing how he's going to play certain groups, certain players with each other, because now they're they're even bigger. And mm-hmm. um and this is a play this is a playoff run that um to me Kyle Kuzma either flies or he's got to go. Um, mm-hmm. you know, this is your opportunity, man. Uh, they really need you to mm-hmm. be a 17, 18 point that not even 25, 17, 18 points a game during this run in the playoffs should get them a championship if he can do that consistently with what they have. Uh, And I'm just not sure, you know, if he can. 
You know who should, his game should be evolving into? Michael Porter Jr. is showing that he's a true NBA player. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's putting in work. Oh, yeah. In oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I wanted to see the same thing from Kuzma. Me too. And he's had the opportunity. It's not like they're not, they haven't went to him. You know, especially that first year, LeBron was just, man, he went to him all the time to try to get him going. You know, you know, all you got to do is move, right. cut, uh, uh, set screens and move with LeBron. He's going to give you the rock. Right. You know, and, and, and I just don't understand what Kuzma truly, man. Uh, he would make them definitely be perennial uh, championship visitors <laughs> if if he could have the type of game that Ingram that left L.A. ended up growing into at New Orleans. They were like the same caliber player when they was at L.A. You never really knew who was better. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and Ingram just his growth has become all star growth. Who's still hasn't had that all-star growth yet? Yeah, that's, that's baby KD. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, shift a little bit. Um, so we 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 were going through the first round, but what I want to know is um, West first and then East. Who is coming out of the West uh, as the Western Conference champion? And you got the Lakers, you got Phoenix, you got Utah, you got Denver. You know, you got a ton of teams out there. Um, when all the smoke clears, who do you think is uh, representing the West? Uh, James, go ahead. Um, uh, like I said earlier, definitely going with L.A. Uh, really? And I think it's going to make them a, a stronger team uh, to face the, the, the East champion because it's going to really the, – the whole ride to the – uh, Western Conference Championship is really them mending, them getting some time on the court together. Um, LeBron getting stronger and, and, and healthier a little bit, and of course AD getting healthier, and you know, and his shot, his touch, getting back where it was uh, last year in the bubble. Uh, you know, really, it's just those guys mending those new players together, and like I said, the coach. The important thing is going to be the coach and rotations how to play these new pieces you have together, which pieces fit better uh, in different parts of the game. You know, uh, knowing those things uh, can actually uh, make the Lakers go a bit further than just being Western Conference finalists. What do you think, Dr. That's a real good question. If LeBron and AD are healthy, I can see the Lakers coming out of it. Okay, so I'm predicating it on an if. It's contingent on an if because I don't know how healthy they are. Obviously, they're back. Yes. So I'm making an assumption that they're healthy. But we know that in the game of sports, anything can happen. Right. All right? True. But, but uh, Denver's looking good. Yes, they are. Denver's looking good, but if if those two players are healthy, then I would have to ride with them. Um, you you just touched uh, uh, my pick, actually. Um, it, it's not. I mean, this is definitely a sleeper type of pick because even though they had a good season, no one's seen uh, them as true contenders. But I think Denver is coming out the West um, without Murray. Without yep. Murray, and, 
Listen, man. Hey, hey, hey. I, I'm not arguing that they're still a great team. They're a great, they're a great team. He's got, yeah, he's Aaron, got a point. Gordon, Aaron Gordon hasn't even got acclimated to That's the right. team like he's supposed to be. And That's right. the night before, when Damon Lillard was cooking them, uh, Aaron Gordon said, let me get it. And yep. only had 10 points the other the, the other two quarters. So right. yeah. that I like that. You know, I, yeah. I like that in him. And then Michael Porter Jr. is dropping 25 and 8. You know, right. who would mm-hmm. have yeah. envisioned that? So yeah. um with Jokic able to distribute to those guys and get them buckets and get them going, plus being a force down low, the Lakers don't have anybody to check Jokic. Andre Drummond can't check that man. No That's way, true. no That's how true. can he check Jokic. Right. So yeah. the only thing you can do is put Davis on him, which Davis doesn't like to play center because he doesn't like to bang. So you put Davis on him, you are skewing your rotation now. You, you Instead of you getting in your comfort zone, they're taking you out of your comfort zone because now you're you you you're changing your lineup because of your opponent. So yeah. that, to me, that's going to be huge. And then do yeah. you want Davis on Jokic so he can get if he gets in foul trouble, it's over. So yeah. you, you don't know if you truly want Anthony Davis uh, checking Jokic because right. he's such a hub of the offense. He touched the ball right. at all times. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. don't want to get him a foul trouble, you know? True. So, yeah. yeah. So I I definitely think that – I think it'll be a seven-game series if they meet the Lakers, but I think that because how tired the Lakers look right now yeah. um, and because, like you said, the chemistry has been kind of stretched because of injuries. That's I right. I think all that stuff plays a toll. Right. And here's another thing about Denver. Jamal, great player. He's out right now, but he's still having an impact on the other players. Yeah. Because of his mental mindset. Okay. He's motivating. He's encouraging. He's talking. He's uplifting. Okay. So Murray is still a factor even though he's not on the court, but he's a huge factor on the bench. So this is a solid team. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that they're going to shock people this year. Um, And I think LeBron and those guys are going to retool for next year and come back and, you know, really go at it. But I think this year they just look tired, man. LeBron, LeBron doesn't seem the same playoff LeBron. He's kind of blase right now. I see that. Um, all right, East. Who coming out the East? You got your Brooklyn and, and, and a ton of teams out there who uh, could conceivably come out of the East. Who do you guys see? James, James you go ahead. Um, I got Brooklyn coming out the East. Um, easy ride? Uh, huh? I said an easy ride through the East? I wouldn't say easy ride. Uh, you never know. Uh, I think teams are going to have a lot of uh, heart, and you know it's a reason they all got where they're at. You know they they you know they didn't they didn't just lay down for anybody. Uh, so you know I think you know all these guys are pros, and the further you get, that means that team you play in the next round got to the next round as well. So, so you think, you think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be everybody they play. Wow. Yeah, I I think I think they have. Uh, far too many weapons, far too many weapons, uh, and, uh, weapons that can all score 30 or 40 a piece. 
but can also during that 30 or 40 can give you a number of assists. So can make plays for themselves one-on-one or make plays within the offense and make plays for their teammates uh, of just being offensive threats. They are, they, uh, you know, their three leaders know the game. Uh, their three leaders all shoot free throws well, which we know what free throws matter when, when playoff times comes, especially championship playoff games. Um, and I just think they have too much for everybody else in the East. Uh, I actually think uh, Phillies, if anybody's going to get them, it's going to be Philly. And I don't think Philly has enough either. It's just I, I think they're too uh, – I mean, look at a guy like Blake Griffin was in Detroit. Uh, even during some a uh, couple of good years, he put up, I don't know, 20 a game, 19 a game or something like that, but, but was, you know, still older Blake. Uh, I was in the building a couple years ago when he went for 50. And I was like, okay, we Blake about to start averaging 25 or something then. He was hurt the majority of the time. Um, it, it's funny when you go to a championship caliber team when you, you don't play hurt anymore. You know, you play energized. Uh, again, he's coming off the bench, though. But you can bring a player like Blake Griffin off your bench. You know what I'm saying? I mean, dude, they, they, they are just too deep. I mean, they, they, they have scores at every position, and they got defensive players. You know, uh, they don't have any D, though. Uh, to me, all you need is a guy that can that can block or alter some shots at the, at the rim. I mean, they're not they're offensive team. They're offensive heavy. They're, no, they're not a defensive team because they're an offensive team. Now, defense is needed in the game, too. But to me, um, just trying to you know, try to get some stops. I think they're a team that's going to play well in uh, the passing lanes. Uh, I think they have really, um, they have really, uh, uh, they do a really good job with uh, playing the passing lanes and creating layups and easy points off those things. And again, you still got a guy like De- uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, that can alter a couple of shots here and there, and all it takes is a couple. They're going to score more than you. They're not going to uh, defend you better than most defensive teams. But can you score one thirty a game? Is the question. Can can you do that? And I think they're, they're the type of team that can, you know. So I think it's going to be a lot of teams in the East that aren't going to be able to score uh, at that clip and, and stay in games with the Nets. I'm about to hand it to course, but before I do, I will say that that shows our mindsets because you were a truly offensive player throughout your career. You was trying yes, to be twenty, and I was defensive player of the year, blocking shots every year. So that's show, that shows like, the different mindset there because defensive defend defending player, offensive player. That shows that mindset right there. Um, ahead, Dr. True but, indeed. Yeah. Coming out of the East, it's it's intriguing this year because yeah. you've got you've got three good teams. Okay, three really good teams that could emerge. Yes. But if I had to to pick one right now, I would probably go with the Nets. And it's really saying what uh, James is saying, echoing his thoughts. When it comes to the scoring, they're balanced. If one person isn't clicking, they've got another three or four mm-hmm. that can pick it up easy. Yes, defensively, that's not a strength for them. They also have two players who have championship experience. So 
they know what to do. They know what to do. Okay. They can put up numbers. They can blow a lot of teams out, but the other teams look pretty good. But if I had to go with one now, it would probably be Brooklyn. Okay. Okay. All right. So we, so we are looking at the NBA championship pick now. So if we break it down into four teams that could possibly get the NBA championship, being off of our picks that we just had, that would be Denver, that would be um, the Lakers, that would be Milwaukee, and that would be the Nets. Who is the it, what? No, I'm going with Philly over Milwaukee. Over Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you say, Dr. Forrest? That's a very, very intriguing matchup, and, and here's why. The Bucks have a good team, and we know who the leader is. But the leader, sometimes he's not that consistent. And he struggles at the free throw line. That's his big struggle. But he's a heck of a leader. And you want to talk about stamina and motivation and mindset. He has all of that. But there's deficits there with the Bucks. See, with, with Philly, the reason why I don't think they're better than Milwaukee is because Ben Simmons. Ben, you're talking about somebody with flaws in their game. To be the second player, the, 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 the second superstar on the team, he's severely lacking in uh, some major areas in his game. Uh, free throw shooting, three-point shot. He won't even take a three-point shot, and he's my point guard. That's hard. That's hard. So because of that, I think that you can devise, especially with a team like Milwaukee who has extremely good defense, I think you can devise a strategy where you're going to make Ben Simmons be an outside shooter, and that's not his forte. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I like about Milwaukee, Giannis is a heck of a leader. Yes. And he brings it. Mm -hmm. And the other players know what – is expected of them, right? And they look up to him, so that says a lot. It says a lot. That's true. Uh, I just, I just think that uh, you know, to me, uh, Ben Simmons is uh, the perfect superstar for Philly. Uh, if he was on a different team, uh, he might be asked to play outside of his game or pushed to be able to play outside his game right now, not evolve to that, but. Pushed to be there right now. He's not pushed to be there right now in Philly. Um, I'm okay with his 12 points, uh, nine rebounds, nine assists type of season. I'm good with that, especially for a guy that's pushing pushing my point at 16. Uh, because some games we've seen, especially this year, where he step up and get that couple of 20-point games. But my thing is that 12, nine, and nine type of game is exactly what Philly needs, and he's a defender. And the, the points can be picked up by a guy like Tobias Harris. You see what kind of game he had the first game of the playoffs. Um, and he's just – every year he's progressed to be a better scorer. Every year. Uh, and, and it's continuing this year. It's continuing in the playoffs. You can also get some scoring from Curry. You know, Seth Curry is another shooter uh, from the Curry family that shoots from downtown, at like you know, like it's a layup. 
You know, uh, they have ways to get those other defenders, I mean, those other players to be offensive weapons when Ben Simmons won't have to worry about being that offensive guy and uh, and leading them that way. He can do all the other things that make them, all the other intangibles that make them a great team. Um, um, and I think Philly just is too big. You know, I think, uh, you know, they got Dwight Howard, who who continues to be solid to me. Uh, it's, I think when playing Milwaukee, it's uh, very important to have bigs that are mobile, bigs that can punish in the paint if they get the ball in the paint. Um, uh, and to me, uh, when you got the big fella uh, at center, it, it's a wrap, man. I think they, they just they, they're going to be too much. Uh, for Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's a good team, but I think they're limited. And uh, I don't think I'll ever truly be uh, a follower of Milwaukee as far as thinking they have championship ability until they get over the hump. And the last couple of years, they had the best record in the league, and that's meant nothing. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Just because you made a valid point, I will include Philly in our top five. There you go. There uh, you go. If you have that ability to pick them if you choose to. Uh James, who was your NBA champion this year? Now what uh like Doc said, uh if LeBron and A D stay healthy, I'm going with oh, the Lakers. Y'all, y'all can't be copping out on my podcast, man. Hey, I just said I'm, I'm going with the hey, I could have easily now. went with the other team. I'm going with the Lakers. <laughs> you know, that's who I'm that's who I'm rolling with. Injuries, the, injuries is a part of the game, gentlemen. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that. How about I'll just say if they're injured, then I guess I'll be wrong on your podcast. <laughs> right, because it's hey, the first time because, for everything. Wait, wait I first can say, I can say, I can say, if Jamal Murray wasn't hurt, it'd be a wrap. But yeah. he hurt. It's a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? If Jamal Murray was on Denver right now, you could hang it up for real. You so, hanging up for the championship? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. The now, if you put Jamal Murray out there, come you, on. So man. you think they beat the Nets? Because I think the only team that really can beat the Nets is LeBron, just because uh, LeBron made me understand that if I was going to bet my money on anybody in the championship series, it's probably going to be him. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, even though he's lost a lot of championship games and a lot of championship series, um, Dude stays in the championship. His whole career has been a championship story. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to go against uh, that guy uh, with a second year with AD. It's just about their bodies letting them get through these next four weeks or so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you come out with the, with the Laker pick. I'm going to let you do that, but we're we going to keep this so <laughs> Now, Dr. Forrest. I know you are not going to follow suit with this man <laughs> and give me a give me a caveat to your championship pick. Well, I'm going to say this: there's a lot of dark horses in the playoffs this year. Yes. Okay, dark horses. Look at Dallas. Yeah. A dark horse. Hey. Okay. Denver's a dark horse. Yeah. The Nets, legitimate, mm -hmm. legitimate, mm -hmm. okay? But if i got to make my pick right now, <laughs> with all that I know, and the fact that I'm not certain how healthy AD and LeBron are, mm -hmm. 
I'm still going to go with the Lakers right now. Whoa. Whoa. All right. I am going to laugh at both of you guys um, <laughs> as I make my selection of the Brooklyn Nets. Even though their defense is suspect, we have never, ever seen a big three like these guys. They complement each other, you know, so well. Um, they do. The, the closest I can think of that uh, that comes to that is uh, when Miami had the big three. Because I think that Golden State kind of overlapped each other a little bit in scoring, which made Steph Curry kind of take a step back and let KD shine. Um, with Miami, they all played different positions um, and their games were different. LeBron was the passer first, score second. Dwayne was a score, period. And Chris Bosch fit in where they needed him to as an outside big man. So yeah. in that same thought process with this big three, I mean, KD played a four at most, you know, most nights, a three to four. Then you got a backcourt that has a dominant point guard score who said, I'm not the point guard, James Harden is. Then you got James Harden, a guy who's led the league in assists a few years ago. So he's the ultimate facilitator. So that yeah. that flows too well um, for anybody to stop them this year. Now, next year, people will game plan because of what they see. But this year, there is nobody stopping them for two uh, Brooklyn versus the Lakers. Okay. Hey. I can't argue. Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with that. Brooklyn is legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They are. They, they are legitimate. Yes, they are. And our last pick of the night, Brooklyn versus the Lakers. Who is going to win the NBA championship? For me? Yes. You have to give your – everybody has to record their pick. For the NBA championship, who wins, the Los Angeles Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets? Brooklyn Nets. She know where. She know where okay? You don't. You don't. You don't want a house. You don't want a house divided. Yes, exactly. 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 That, that's an important thing. So, good pick, Laura. That is exactly Brooklyn correct. Brooklyn Nets. Now, uh, let me get you guys out of here. But first, before we go, please, Doctor, tell uh, everyone out there if they need your services in any of your specialties, uh, how would they get in touch with? you? Uh, two ways, actually a couple ways. Number one is to uh, call the office number 616-249-8486, or you can connect with my assistant, Renee, 616-550-0744. Sounds good. James, if someone wants to check out the podcast, bro, how do they do that? Well, definitely, if you want to check out What Up Doing Sports, definitely what we want you to do is tune in to Ready, Set, TV on YouTube. That's Ready, Set, TV on YouTube. And, of course, the name of the show is What Up Doing Sports. Uh, we have the first full season up right now, and uh, we're currently recording season two, episode two this evening. Keep it tuned in. That's what's up. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. It was uh a pleasurable experience. Understand that after the playoffs is over and the champion is crowned, I will have both of you guys back on here to laugh at you guys for both picking the Lakers. Uh, but we will uh, we will cross that pedestal when we get to it. We uh, will. Thank you very much, and you guys have a great night.
Thank Have you. a great evening. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. God bless. You too. All right, so you okay. lived through this. You I lived did. Through. That was it foreign to me. That's bad. You just was like, no, and I'm not gonna. Boom, you lived through it. So I now sat you, here and you know. You understand how I feel when <laughs> you guys are like, are again, a woman, and you understand how a woman because we think more. Oh and I just be sitting there like, all right, okay. Do you really? Like, yes, I listen, pay attention, and try to offer support, which is what I'm supposed to do. Okay, okay, so that's how you feel, like what else? Foreign, I, it, it, but what it, we talk so, about is not that foreign to you. You understand the things. Well, we you talk understand about. sports no. in general. You under you walk past and be like, "Oh, he oh, he a just hit a goalie, a <laughs> touchdown." You know, uh, I have no sports concept. Gentlemen, now you see what I live with every day. Pray for me because I'm a sports fanatic. You just heard the guy say, Yeah, he is. Oh, they, you used life. to argue over video games. Yeah, Madden, man. Y'all know how mad it is. Don't lie. Y'all know that you get to cuss on mad if things ain't yes, going right. Yes, you do. Um, but, guys, uh, thank you for being with us this Wednesday. Yes. Um, please come back next Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Central, time, same place, 8 Eastern, and uh, let's have some fun. Uh, yes. Once again, Everybody, be safe, help one another, and watch your six out there. Peace out. Definitely. Peace, 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 out of my groove first. That's what I'm trying to do. Get the sports out of my mind first. (laughs) So no, I just want to say whoever is watching right now, if you're still on here for the sports uh, aspect of it, I do want to say something from the bottom of my heart um, to everyone that has been supporting my book launch. Yes. I got thank you for everyone i mean it's been such a surprisingly great um response and i am just so grateful for that and you know i think on the first day we shipped out like 52 books um you know like within like already and so and there's still a lot of people that have not received their books or a lot of people that um, said that they ordered and just haven't received it yet. And all of the comments, all of the support, it's just so amazing to me to see because, you know, anytime you're um, allowing yourself to share, now I'm going to get sentimental a little bit, allowing yourself to share a little bit about your personal journey because that's your, your own truth. And so when you allow that piece of you to share with the public, you know, you never know like what that feedback is going to be. And I hope that whoever does read my story um, to know that that is my, my truth. Um, that's what I lived through. And to take you down my personal journey, it took a lot for me to even um, be brave enough to let my story out. And um, I hope that you know, for those that are listening that did go through the same journey, um, for all of my Laotian community, um, my Lao community that have gone through the same journey, I hope that you, 
you find a way to um, use your voice and also share your story and, and your success story, it might inspire some people. I know I've had people crying, hearing my story and, you know, and that's, that's what I want to do is make an impact. My story is not for me to keep, but to let the world hear that there is hope and that no matter where you came from, no matter what you did in your past life, no matter what you've done, there's always a chance to turn around and there's always that new beginning. And, you know, so um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Everybody who supported the book launch is this Saturday. And in honor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, um, I, we are doing a virtual fashion show um, and we're going to do a little ribbon cutting since we were never able to do our grand opening for the opening of our business in the Elgin location. So we're going to do a little celebration, a little ribbon cutting right before the um, the virtual book launch, which is a really nice, um, we'll have a cultural fashion show, we'll have entertainment, we'll have some Q&As about the book. So tune in live. Um, all you have to do is go to rise above the bamboo ceiling group and um the event will be right there so with that being said thank you so much and Liz, how you know i don't want to say something else. so what do you want to say now i want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart for supporting me when she was writing her book and when she was mad because she was fatigued for staying up all night writing um and i had to deal with the repercussions <laughs> I want to thank you for supporting me and helping me through my troubled times. Um, you know, it, it takes a nation. It takes a community. Okay. Um, and I thank you for that. I'm going to get emotional. So let's Don't just get it. Wipe your tears. Wipe your tears. Anyways, thank you for joining us and have a beautiful day. See you next week. Same time, same place. Deuces. Deuces.